We all need it. We talk about it all the time. But hardly anyone will ever say they have enough. I'm talking here about money, a subject that I'm sure you find interesting. Hello, welcome to the Half Hour with Jonah Mongoshi. And today we are covering the first part of making more money. Now, before we go in-depth into making more money, I just want to share with you a few important principles as a starting point. Three principles, to be precise. Principle number one is that what you believe about money will influence how much money you make or don't make. So in growing up, in the way we were raised, socialized, in the teachings we had from our parents, from our neighbors, from schools we went to, certain beliefs have been embedded in us relating to money. And some of those beliefs help us make money, retain money, use money. Other beliefs are detrimental to our money-making ability. So, for example, if you have beliefs that money is bad, for whatever reason, you know, money is evil, then your chances of making sufficient money to meet your needs and to live a fulfilling life are reduced. So, you need to examine the beliefs you have about money. Some people will say statements such as, I don't really care about money. Money doesn't matter to me. Well, imagine if you're in a relationship with somebody and you kept saying, you know, I don't care about this person. They don't matter to me. Do you think they'll stick around you for a long time? No, they won't. So, you need to to examine your beliefs about money and make sure you take out the beliefs that are negative, that restrict you from making the money that you need and deserve. Because we all know in this day and age, we need money. There's absolutely no doubt about it. For your accommodation, for your security, for your safety, for the education of your kids, for your health, you need money. We need money. I'm not saying it's the only thing we need. I'm not saying it's the most important thing we need, but we need money. And we shouldn't make any apologies about that. We need money. Right. So that is the first principle. Second principle is that in order for you to have a healthy relationship with money, it's not so much how much you make that matters. It's how much you keep how much you retain, how much you save. So some people are living a really dangerous life. They're just a few dollars away from disaster because everything they get, they spend. So here's my question to you. Every month, assuming that you're getting a regular inflow of cash every month, how much of it, what percentage of it do you retain? What percentage do you save? This can spell disaster or it can spell growth and wealth as long as you've got a healthy relationship with money. Third principle is that money is a measure of value. I will speak about this in more detail on the other side. But what we're basically saying here is the money that you make is a result of how the world measures the value you are providing. So people give money in exchange for value. If you cut somebody's hair, you are a hairdresser or you are a barber, they pay you because they say, oh, there's value in this. It's something that I value. If you go and buy tomatoes from the market, somebody uh, who who planted those tomatoes is getting money because they are providing value. If you go and uh, teach people, that's value. So the question is, what value are you giving to the world? You want to know? Look at how much people are paying you for what you do. I know it can be painful. So you need to maximize your value. You need to increase your value. That is how you can legally earn more money. So having covered those three principles, stick around and on the other side, I'll go in depth into making more money. Afternoon, Jonah. How are you doing? Hey, Glenda. How are you? 
Great to have you here. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know what was happening today. But we're good to go now. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be on the fo- on the show. And yeah, challenges do come. But the question is, are you bigger than your challenges? And today, I think you've proven you're bigger than your challenges. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, uh, but now we all told her you're saving. And Papa, I know you spoke about three <laughs> principles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, in this today, you want us to go through making money, making right? more money, making more money. Why do we have to start there? I thought we were going to start at making money first. I have, a, I have a, a sneaky feeling that almost everybody looking, listening to the program is making some money. And I also have, I mean, maybe it's prophetic powers. I also have this intuition that people are listening to this program would like to make more money. <laughs> So we'll start there, making more money. But let's talk about Nyamatora you're saving. All right. Uh, looking at uh, how much uh, how much people are actually getting at the end of the month. They're going to turn out this way at the end of the month. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same way. Because the more money you get, the more needs you suddenly have. So when you think about it, I mean, if I look at my own life, when I started working, obviously this is way before I had a family and my responsibilities were fewer. Uh, I needed a certain amount of money and I could live on that. And when I got promoted and uh, I decided to maybe change my neighborhood, move into a different neighborhood, my needs actually changed. And I'm putting needs in quotation marks, Right. And uh, when I got promoted and I was now a manager and earning significantly more, I actually found myself sinking into debt. So it's a mind thing. You can actually live within your means at almost any level of income, at almost any level of income. But there are pressures on us, social pressures Pressures from spices or spouses, all right, are pressures for keeping up, all sorts of pressures and expectations that people have about us and where we are. So a lot of us are actually uh, in deficit most of the time. We are like people, but we are playing catch up because we, we never are in a position where we can take a little bit of our money and invest it into a money-making venture, into maybe purchasing an asset according to Robert Kiyosaki's definition of an asset. So, and I'll touch on that later. Saka, if I find that your mindset, could if, you know, one of the, there's a book called uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. And the principles in there are extremely useful. It's, it's a classic. And the first principle he says is that pay yourself first. Morgundin's where is Sister Glenda? Pay who first? Pay myself first. Exactly. Saka, Usatwa Badara, the hairdresser, Usatwa Badara, the beauty shop, Usatwa Badara, the, uh, what is, what do you call it? These boutique shops where you buy your dresses, Usatwa Badara, all those other things. Pay yourself first. So it's not about, that's wrong, because there'll never be anything left over. It's about valuing yourself. If you can't pay yourself first, you are saying you are not important. All these other people are more important than you. 
All these other things are more important than you. Because when you pay yourself first, you are increasing your ability to generate more money from your own money. As you'll see, there's a model I'll share with you of four different ways of earning money legally. And the last one of those is when your money works for you. How can you have money working for you when you are spending everything you have? How can you stop spending everything you have? Pay yourself first. Take yourself seriously. If you're staying somewhere and there is rent that is due, you'll be kicked out. You'll be thrown onto the street. But there are no repercussions when we don't save for ourselves, and it? There are no replications. This is why we don't do it. But we don't realize we are being myopic. We are being short-term. We are actually slitting our own, uh, uh, our own vein that feeds money into our system by eating everything we get. So that next season you don't plant anything. And you have an excuse. That's what people say. There's never enough for me to save. No, you are not taking yourself seriously. And you're suffering the consequences. And you'll continue to suffer the consequences until you develop the discipline to pay yourself first. Is that clear? Very clear. Loud and clear. We're receiving you loud and clear. So, yeah. I hope uh but anyway, you also spoke I, about not, and, and by the way, sorry, before you go further, I'm not saying eh? it's easy. No. If it were what? easy, then most people would not be in finan- in in a financial deficit most of the time. It's not mm-hmm. easy. So don't tell me it's hard. Yes, it's hard. But the question is, are you tough enough to do it or are you just so weak that you won't do it? And it's fine. You know, it's your story and you will live through it. And, uh, you you know, they say misery loves company. You always have people Mm -hmm. who sympathize with you. You know, it doesn't help you. It doesn't improve your situation. But at least it gives you that uh, psychological comfort at that moment. Does it help you build? Does it help you grow? I seriously doubt it. But you need to face yourself. And depending moment, you've got to be true and honest with yourself. Are you paying yourself first? Question mark. But let's move on now. Right, great stuff. All right, so you wanted as well to to take us through uh, the third value. You said money is the measure of value. Um, you said you talk about this yes, more. yes. I'll talk about it more, but maybe before I go there, let mm. me talk about uh, this model. That once again, I got this from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. There's a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. I highly recommend it. A lot of people have read it, but uh, actually, <laughs> even out of those who have read it, very few. I would say you have taken seriously the message that is in that book. So uh, what Robert Kiyosaki says is that there are four ways of legally earning money. One is being an employee. And you are paid for showing up for sometimes for performance, but your, um, the amount you get is limited by the hours in the day that you can work. So if you're working eight hours and you're working, I don't know, 20 days a week, that is eight hours times 20, 160 hours. And that's what you're paid for. And you can't get more unless by the grace of God or by merit, you get promoted and you start getting more money. So the beauty about being an employee is that you are assured of getting a salary unless the company is closing. So there's that guarantee. Uh, the bad part is that uh, it, it's really entirely at someone else's control and um, you cannot 
increase it's not easy to increase your earnings uh in some jobs it's not even easy to have a side hustle because of the sheer amount of time you are taking at work so that's one way are you earning money as an employee maybe you can give us feedback you know uh just send something via the whatsapp line so that we can hear which which one you're using so that's e or employee the second one is self employed and a lot of zimbabweans are self employed so self employed urikuzishandira wega you are working for yourself so the amount of hours you put in are directly proportional to the money that you earn the effort you put in is rewarded it's um more flexible than being an employee in that you can determine the hours you can work at night you can work whatever time you want right so there's a bit more of the flexibility uh it's less assured you are less assured of getting money because there is no fixed salary that's coming at the end of the month so for example if i was a civil servant i'll know that at the moment the government is paying me so much and that's what i'm getting or if i was in a private sector i'll know or an ngo my salary is so much i get that at the end of each month unless my company is facing some dire consequences and uh, is facing the possibility maybe of closing down so self employed urugus shandira you are paid by the hours again once again because there are only so many hours since you are working you can't work 24 hours a day because you're not a machine uh, even machines need to be serviced so you'll need time off you'll need to sleep you'll need to recharge your batteries but you, you the amount you earn is determined by your effort and the time both situations employed by someone else and self employed you are exchanging time for money you are working for money urugushandira mari right moving on the other two now are uh, the ones where you really start getting growth the third one is b for business when you are business owner in this context you are employing other people so you are using what we call leverage you are taking advantage of the expertise of the knowledge of the efforts of others so your money is kind of a multiplier effect urwana mari not only based on your own sweat and effort but also on the sweat and effort of others so if i have 10 people and these are 10 productive people in other words what they are doing is contributing directly to increasing the money that i earn i i'm likely all things being equal i'm likely to make more money than somebody who is working for him or herself and depending on the level of the job assuming it's kind of at the same level although i mean with a job it really depends if i'm ceo of a big company i'm making a lot of money right and i would say keep that job right but if i'm doing maybe a lower management job or even a supervisory or even a general worker i'm likely to make less money than somebody who is self employed with similar skills that i have or somebody who is employed with similar skills so having a business gives you a higher probability of building wealth quicker right but it comes with a price there is a risk there is a risk that things don't go well you are not assured that people who work for you will perform to the same level that you perform they could steal from you they could make horrendous mistakes that would uh, result in you losing out maybe being sued or something so there is definitely an element of risk and guess what statistics say that most businesses that start out uh fail within the first two years so it's not easy uh it's not it's not um, the most comfortable route to take but it's one that gives you a higher probability 
a bigger chance of making more money. So that is B. So we've covered ESB, employee, self-employed, business owner. The last one is I for investor. An investor is somebody who's got money working for them. So this person has got assets and those assets generate money. And I'm using assets here, not in the accounting terms, in terms of people who study accounting. No, I'm using it in the sense that uh, Robert Kiyosaki defines it in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he says assets are whatever you own that generates cash flow. So if I buy a peanut butter making machine and making peanut butter and selling it and making money, that's an asset. If I buy a house and I'm renting it out and it's earning money for me, that's an asset. So whatever it is that you get, that will generate cash flow for you. Uh, we classify it as an asset according to Robert Kiyosaki. And I know accountants will argue with me and say, no, that is not the definition of an asset. Hey, wait a minute, take it easy. I'm not an accountant here. All I'm doing is having a functional definition in the context of helping people to make more money. So those are the four ways of making money. Maybe let's hear from fellow Zimbabweans. I know a lot of Zimbabweans who happen to be employed also have a side hustle. So we could uh, put that as, as E slash S, okay. employed, self, uh, slash self-employed as well. Uh, so how much of your money, what percentage is coming from being employed if you're employed? What percentage of your money is coming from self-employed? What percentage is coming from your own business? What percentage is coming from being an investor? Okay, so those are the four ways in which you can earn money. Let me get some feedback. Maybe there's something in the WhatsApp. Let's discuss that before I proceed. All right, zero seven one nine one hundred four zero four. Tell us, Marie, Papi Pacho, exactly. Maybe Dimi, Marie, employed at the same time. You got your side hustle. Hit us up and tell us what you do and how much of uh, your money is coming from uh, being an employee or uh, um, the side hustle. Zero seven one nine one hundred. Can I'm gonna category investor. Right. I would say get real. Getting real means Uh, Okay, right. Before I even talk about getting real, because this is important, a lot of us, Glenda, suffer from what I call financial vagueness. When it comes to money matters, a lot of people go, can you tell me exactly how much did you make last month? A lot of people will need a calculator. We'll need to work out. Vacheza will remember. There is no record. Uh, there is no tracking of what you are earning and what you are spending. That makes it very difficult for you to grow your money, to make more money. Why is that? Because we know, and this has been proven, where attention goes, energy flows, and results show. So wherever your attention goes, because So whatever you measure consistently in life has no option but to change, to improve. Anything that you start measuring will change somehow. So even if, let's say you're married and you're saying, you know what? I want to measure the level of happiness in my marriage. And you decide it's subjective, entirely up to you. Could he, okay, I'll measure happiness this way. Maybe uh, the frequency of the times we laugh, maybe just the mood, the general mood. And Monday you put a 4 out of 10. Tuesday you put an 8 out of 10. 
uh, etc. By the end of the month, there's a trend emerging. And that trend will actually start motivating you to take certain actions. The same with your money. If you start measuring how much I'm earning, how much am I spending, that information starts to have an effect on you. There's a famous experiment that was done called the Hawthorne Experiment. You can Google it and read about it. Now, let me come back to the issue we're talking about. Getting real is measure Maria Orquita on your side hustle and be honest. Because a lot of times when we look at our side hustle, we don't look at our effort, Isusu, because we're not paying ourselves from the side hustle. We look at every penny we are making as if it's a profit, and it's not necessarily that. So, one, uh, measure, uh, note down, track what you're making, maybe for the next three months at least. Be very honest with what you're making, so that what you have is a, a reasonably accurate indication, Maria on your side hustle, taking into account how much you would use to pay yourself. Number two, compare with what you're making from your job. When you get to your point, to a point where your side hustle is paying more than what you're getting from your pay, and you know that if you leave your job, you'll be able to maintain the same lifestyle, or you know, because you've been watching the trend, that once I leave my job and I start putting full effort on my side hustle and it becomes my main hustle, I will definitely grow my business. Then, only then, do I recommend you leave, right? But don't just leave because you're excited about it or because you heard Jonah Mungoshi on radio saying when you are self-employed, you're likely to make more money. That is theory, okay? <laughs> Results Thanks. talk. So I'm saying before you, you take the jump, make sure you're measuring accurately and make sure what you are making over a period of time, at least three months, is more than enough to make you maintain your standard of living or improve it. Duly noted. All right, so what else do we need to understand around making more money? John, right, in, uh, so in as, as you can see, this is a, a topic that is quite broad and deep, and as I indicated, this is the first part. I will uncover it in at least two parts. I'm not sure if I'll do two or three, but in at least three parts. Uh, for today, the final aspect I want to cover is that issue I spoke about of value, right? Value. Uh, what you are getting right now is reflecting the value you are giving to the world. So, for example, in my line of work, I'm a consultant. Companies hire me to train their managers, and they ask me to give them a quotation. So I can say, I'm going to train your managers, or I'm going to facilitate a strategic planning session for your managers. This is my profile. This is the work I have done with these companies, and I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars. And then the company decides, is this person worth this much? Is the service that they're going to give us worth $100 that they've charged us? If they feel it is, then they pay me. And that's a very accurate indication of the value you're given to the world or to the company. So if you look at the money you are earning right now, that's the money that the market, that the people are telling you your service is worth. A lot of us say, no, Marianne, I show my aesthetic. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't believe what you are worth. You can be replaced by someone else at that same rate or less. Are we together? It's harsh, but let's, let's get real here. <laughs> let's it's get harsh. real. You, if you're worth more, they'll be paying you worth more. And if you really, really believe you're worth much more, Iva and Akumwe. 
Jonah. Ah, no, man. What did you just say? Please repeat that statement. Kwa zingi nika kuruwaza, nika chokwa zimkati. Bari ya urguwana, bari zino. Ndwe ino indirana. Ne value ya bari kuona pauri. Saka na osiru guzikana. Buda ipapo ende kumwe. Apana muna kambo batiru wa futi kundishanda pano. And it, I know when a manager says that in a company, it always rubs stuff the wrong way. And it can actually affect staff morale. So I don't recommend managers to tell that to their employees. No, please don't. Leave it to us, some of us who are unemployed. So when I come in and I say that, it's fine, you know. You can't fire me because you don't employ me. But you can say, next time I won't take this consultant. So what I'm saying is, if you really want to make more money, if you are serious about it, one, Start by doing the basic things I've, I've mentioned here. Let me repeat them. One, start by looking at your beliefs. People underestimate the power of beliefs. When you say things like, for sure, it will turn out to be true. And money, money will not have anything to do with you. Your attitude will reflect that even towards money. So examine your beliefs and change. My beliefs are limiting. Change them. Right. Number two, I spoke about... Uh, uh, what was it that I spoke about? Uh, retention. Pay yourself first. It might mm. sound like, ah, you start with those things. They make a difference. You, re- you respect money, it respects you. But if you are busy enriching other people, spending money that you don't have, buying some of the things you don't even need, at times to impress people who don't even like you, you will remain poor. Starting now. So you examine your beliefs, you start changing your beliefs. Number two, you start paying yourself first, no matter how little. If you can consistently pay yourself, and I can tell you what you will do with that money you save, because just saving on its own is not going to make a difference, right? If anything, you could have that money losing value whilst you've saved it, especially an arma bond. So we'll need to discuss what you need to do with that money, right? So those are the starting points. Number three, look at your value. To increase my value. How can I increase my value so that I earn more money? Getting a certain skill can increase your value. Getting certain qualifications, in some instances, can increase your value. There are people who pay you, not because you're going to buy, but because you're going to qualification. Right? Uh, learning, no matter what, whether it be learning in class, whether it be learning by on-the-job training, whether it be mentoring you're getting from someone, learning always increases your value. You cannot become a lesser person by learning something. So you could start with those. I know people want to say, ah, that's not what my is, you know, and I'm a cuss, right? And I'm not talking about gambling here, but I'm talking about somebody who is serious who can say, within the next 90 days, I want to be in a situation where I'm starting to gradually, not dramatically, gradually earn more money. You start doing these things, I assure you, they can start having an impact on the bottom line. And in fact, I'm thinking, let's do three-part series. So in part two, I'll go in deeper into the specific actions you need to take. In part three, I want us to look at real-life case studies. The listeners might not know, I have been, for the past four years, training young people in business in this country, going to all the 10 provinces on a program that was uh, sponsored by, Flip. I can't say the name of the organization because you'll say that's advertising, but one of the biggest banks in Zimbabwe. I've trained over 4,000 young business people, and I've got the real-life measurable examples of people who have achieved amazing things, going from zero to profitable operations within a period of 90 to 180 days. So what I'm saying is not just theory, 
It's informed by real life practical experiences. So you need to look at your value and you can look at value by growing yourself in terms of the knowledge you have, in terms of the skills that you possess, and in some instances, in terms of the qualifications. But qualifications, I've got a big question mark on that, right? It depends on where you are right now and where you want to go into. Right. Nice and, Let uh, me pause. Uh, we haven't had much feedback from the listeners today. What's happening? Uh, they're coming through. Someone actually thinks you're very arrogant. yourself first by cash flowing assets and uh, to increase the value you can give invest in yourself get the skills that you need uh, in Europe self-employed is categorized under employee uh, someone else typed in. I'm still waiting for them to say what they want to say. Yeah. But you know what I was expecting? You know what I was expecting? What? I was expecting some people to differ with me. I came prepared for that. I was in the mood mm, for, for people differing with me. I, I hope somebody differs. Because I'm really, really, really interested in hearing differing views on this matter. Well, uh, someone comes through says, We have to have a healthy relationship um, with money. Uh-huh. It's important to save. But Anzi is good on paper, but not practical. That was a sign. Anzi, Wonderful. Uh, sound are very good, but uh, practicality actually in the e- economy that we currently in under Ajbude. Ah, uh, okay. No, I understand. I totally understand. Uh, to him, it's not practical because so we need to be patient with each other. Uh, and I can understand. I mean, people are in different situations, and for me to pretend I know the situation that every person is in would be a lie. My question to that person is, what are you gonna do about it? Because there are two options. Either you accept as it is, and those are really. Something about it. You know, there are three kinds of people I say in the world. Uh, they are the people that I call tea bags. There are people that I call eggs and they are carrots. A carrot is a passive person. Okay, the carrot water after a while, eating a boiler, you have a very soft bend There are people like that, but not in that been battered and bruised by the economy. Whatever comes, I mean don't go accept right. They've got a fatalistic attitude. There are people who are like an egg, a hard boiled egg. But not in Inga, the Andrubunakanaka, but economy no yan tambachina, I can steal, I can do whatever, because this is what the environment has done to me. So I, I don't care. And then there are people who, are, who will change the environment and say, no, even in this economy, there are things that I can do that will make my situation better. Maybe it's gradual, maybe it's step by step, but I am determined, I am committed to make a bad situation better. Right. So I can understand. We all are in different phases, different places. And what I'll say to that person, yes, in your situation, Maybe because of your unique circumstances, it's impossible, but it is not impossible for everyone. You see, that's the thing. It's not impossible for everyone. There are people who, uh, from what they are saving, uh, what they're earning, if they make an effort, they can actually put aside something for themselves. Otherwise, even today, how come they're able to do it? Because it's important to them. It's so important that even if you're earning a little, you will put aside money for lobola, or maybe you're going to pay a damage. Why? 
And yet you can't put aside money for yourself. It's impossible. It's your mind you need to examine. It's your mind that you need to examine and sort out. All right, someone says, mm, John Osadaro, but brain. Someone says that if you want to be one of uh, John's reasoning, it means you work for a few years, then choose to work for yourself, and later on have money to work for you. I agree with them. This is T.S. coming through. We have to shut it down because time not on our side. Jonah, your part in short before uh, we find out who won. We have a battle that we have every Wednesday. We're about to find out what went down. But uh, part in short. In right. just so, so uh, yeah, my the number, if you want to get more information, you want recordings of this show, you want transcripts, is 0775-190-718. This is the number for the Success Family, and we support each other to grow. I will say that number again. You just send your name via WhatsApp to 0775-190-718. My parting shows are that the, your, your financial future is in your hands and your decisions and your actions will determine where you will be tomorrow. All right, just a quick one here. Hi, Glenda. By paying yourself, first you mean fixed costs like salaries, rentals, etc. Uh, Thank you, uh, thank you. Thanks. That's a very good question. What I'm saying is that can I, I've got a lot of months left at the end of my pay, right? He wants you to say, I have some pay left at the end of the month. What pay am I cost? In fact, no, let me not say that. You put aside money. You are saving, you are keeping it, you are retaining it. Also, rent, so it's like saving. That's what I'm talking about. So next month, let's say this month you've put aside fifty dollars. You've paid yourself fifty dollars. Next month you pay another. You pay yourself another fifty dollars. Wavene hundred dollars. Next month you pay yourself another fifty dollars. Wavene one hundred fifty. Whether it's in a bank account, whether it's in eco cash, whether it is actual cash, it's money that you don't have. Whether it's it's in a nostril, it's money that you have. It's yours. After what, Badara, all your expenses and your responsibilities. All right, one more. Someone says, what does the, he advise someone doing network marketing? Network marketing is very tricky. The majority of people who do network marketing don't make money from it. But there are people who have made network marketing money. Uh, one of my um, mentors made a lot of money through network marketing. He actually made like $4 million. But you know the secret? is he was actually the first one in his country to be signed up for a certain product. And yes, I know people in network marketing will tell you, our position doesn't matter. It matters. If you're one of the first people to get into network marketing, your chances of making money are higher than being one of the last people. Because by the time you get it, there are very few people to sell to. So I would say, be very careful about network marketing. I used to say, and maybe I'll say it again, if you want to try network marketing, give it your very best for a period of about three months. Can if you haven't got network marketing working for you in three months, forget that it will ever work. Are we together? That's my advice. Based on personal experience, this person I'm talking about who is a mentor actually recruited me in 2010 to join his network marketing circles and even sponsored for me to go out of the country and get training. And when I came back and I tried to implement what he did, I gave it my best shot for three whole months. And when it didn't work, I said, ah, thank you, sir. I respect you, but this is not working for me. Different environment. You did this. You were first in line in Israel when this was introduced, and it worked for you. It's not working for me. 
I get real, I'm practical, but I'm glad, I'm glad you took me to Thailand. I enjoyed the ride. Okay. So yeah, network marketing, you can try it, but uh, give it your best shot for a limited period. If it doesn't work, rega. Donna, always good to have you on the show. But before I let you go, we had a battle. Uh, your song, tell us good things from Makachuze, because I'm a Wanda Wanda and Chiriga. And the Pusha for a certain song. And uh, let's see, what was your song? Uh, my song was uh, one of the songs that uh, is topping the charts right now. Oh my word, what is the title like? And Power. Power. Yeah, and Power by Nati O. Right. By Nati O. That was my song. I know this is uncharacteristic. Normally my songs are the old songs. So I just wanted to show you because when I glend, I'm not going to have songs. Okay, that was my song. And I chose Manera from Mbeo. So that was a battle. Someone says Glenda songs you know what glenda next time i'm going to get an auditor from one of these international auditing firms to be oh present because it would competition but i'll report this to zek no problem well done good luck uh, but next time I'm taking it nice and thank you so much we'll catch up with you next week same time hey. thanks hey bye now bye take bye. care